John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 397, and I've got a very, very special guest today. My friend Star Ridley is joining us today. How are you today, Star? Pretty good. I'm pretty good, John. Thanks for uh, having me. No, thank you so much. You have got such an interesting story, and I want you to share that with, with my listeners today. And uh, I'm excited to learn more about you as you know, you and I have recently connected. So uh, Star, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So uh, share with our audience a little bit of uh, who you are, what you do and where you're from. Okay, so I'm Star Ridley. Um, I'm originally from Michigan, okay. small town, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Um, I kind of grew up acting just kind of out of the womb <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm the baby of the family so did, did the bug bite you from an early age it sounds like it did it yeah did. i'm the baby so um you know all of my siblings were much older than okay me. I how, grew- how many how many siblings do you have in your family Oh wow! Okay, so big family. And three brothers and three sisters. Oh and wow! I'm number seven, mm-hmm. and I kind of grew up alone. So, um, for those of us that did, you know, you you get really creative. Um, I talked a lot to myself, <laughs> and I read a lot, mm-hmm. and so you know, it prompted poetry. It it really kind of shaped who I became. Okay. I love it. Well. Uh, so it sounds like you got bit by the bug at an early age. When would you say you had this conception that acting was something more than just play? That's something it's something that you could actually do uh, as a profession. Well, I actually got that bug and that notion at a very early age. Mm-hmm. It's all I've ever said I wanted to do. Okay. So, you know, the age old question teachers ask you, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I always said, I want to be an actress. And oh, so, everybody kind of thought so it was- this from the very, movie. very beginning? From the very, I've never wanted to be anything else. Okay, because, you know, when I was a kid, I, I never made the connection that who I saw on the screen, that that was a, a profession or a job. It wasn't until later on as I got older. When did you make that connection that what you're seeing on screen, this is what people do for a living? I guess I, I didn't know that that's what they did for a living. Okay. Because I, I, I was too young to conceptualize this is what people do to make money. Yeah. I just knew that they were actors and TV was not real. Okay. But for me, every time I would see things, I, I can do that. And so I started imitating a lot of voices, uh-huh. a lot of characters and I did that as a child you know just having fun it became entertaining for my family so I you know when you get applause (laughs) and also from your family which can be the toughest audience I think oh absolutely but again I was the baby so you know they thought oh this is really cute you know she's so entertaining but then it really started you know looking like okay she she's really like serious like she won't stop okay so now did you have um entertainers or people in the entertainment industry in your family no oh okay so you you were the trailblazer 
I mean, I didn't know anyone in my okay. family that was into it. So that's why I say no confidently. Um, but no, there wasn't anyone, you know, I'm not uh, some famous star's niece, cousin, none of that. Yeah. And so when your family recognized that you have this creative streak that just wouldn't turn off, uh, how did they encourage you? Did they encourage you? Did they cultivate you? Did they, or did they try to steer you towards a, you know, a more traditional trajectory? I'm curious about that growing All up. All of the above. All of the above. Okay. <laughs> you have, when you have a family as large as mine, and it just goes beyond my seven or the six, six siblings. Yeah. You know, I, I have a large family on my mom's side. I have a large family on my dad's side. And, you know, you have people that think, oh, you know, just because her name is Star, she thinks she's going to be a star. <laughs> so I got the negativity, but I also got people that, that encouraged me and like, you know what? You're really good at that. Wow. How do you, how do you, you sound just like that person. How do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. So you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. And did you have someone that you saw on screen in the movies or on TV that you really looked up to or admired? I don't know. Like, uh, I, I've been watching TV for as long as I can remember. I don't want to tell my age, but yeah, it was, there were a lot of black and white shows. I mean, I, I love the I Dream of Genies. I've just Baby. been recently binging that show. It's, oh, it's, no. now, it's now on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, I love that show. I, I grew up with that um when i was a kid you know my parents loved it and they introduced me to it when it was like on nick at night and i absolutely love that show and i've just recently been revisiting it now oh. that it's on amazon Prime. it is fantastic they don't they don't make shows like that anymore yeah it's so pure it and, is there's a yeah. pure, despite <laughs> the fact that you know you know barbara eden she's absolutely beautiful she's wearing these like risque outfits I there's a, there's a purity to it. There's, there's an innocence no, to it, which I think makes that correct. show work. She was a genie. Yeah. And he, he did not sexualize her. Right, right. Fact, he he really shied away from that, even though his friend and would also go, if that was my genie. She actually ran the house because she never listened to what he said. I thought that yeah. that was the punchline. Yeah. You know, this whole idea of like genie and she calls a master that could that could be problematic, but right. the punchline is that she, she never listened to him. <laughs> she never, she never. It listened. was always on her terms. And that's the part that I love terms. about the show. She would come back and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> and she knew exactly what she was doing. And the next episode, she'd do it again. Yeah, and in fact, I just literally, as you're talking about this, like, yesterday or today i just watched i think it was the later season when um when they finally got engaged which i think was the very late into the show and and it all happened because she, you know she got upset at him and left and that's when he's like oh my gosh i realize i'm in love with her i thought right. that, i mean they yeah. really really built that up over and that was over many kind seasons. of if i'm not mistaken like the end of the pot of, yeah. of the show it's they interesting kind of yeah. yeah, Barbara Eden, I, I, I once heard on an interview, she said that she wishes that they never got married because she feels like that that killed the show. It killed the show. Although it's there's part of that, that loves it, though. I don't know. I love that they got together. Well, if it had continued the show, then it would have become Bewitched. 
Oh, good point. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. I could, we could, we could talk about vintage shows all the time. So it sounds like you had a, a definite, uh, just a, a lot of different characters and programs to watch. And so at what point did you parlay that interest, you know, entertaining your friends and family and then explore acting, you know, on stage in front of a camera? When did that, when did you make that transition? Don, um, I've always been on stage. Uh. <laughs> uh, and I didn't always like it. Okay. Because um, I do have a bit of a singing voice. Okay. It's just forte, but I'm very musically inclined. I play clarinet. I read music. I, you know, mm -hmm. all of the above. I sang in the choir, but my mom would always make me do something for Easter. And for her, it was singing. So I've been in front of people with a mic in my hand. Uh, how young? From how young of an age would you From say? as early as I can remember. Wow. Seriously. It was, oh, you know, uh, I could read pretty early. So it was like, um, you're going to learn this song. I could sing. You know, I could harmonize. I I wasn't reading music at that point. I didn't start reading music and learning to read music until I was nine. Okay. But my mom always made me sing. And I didn't like being in front of people. Okay. I was very uncomfortable with that. But was it stage fright? Were you shy? What was, what do you think? I the, guess, uh, I, I, what happened was <laughs> I, I was forced to sing for Easter and I was nervous. I didn't want to do it. And some of the kids laughed at me mm. and it, it, I, I was, because I was a very, I don't kind of shy, but not shy child. I was very timid is the okay. word I want to use. And after that, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I could talk in front of people okay. very well. So eventually, as I grew older and I learned how to write and express myself on paper, I convinced my mom to not make me sing. And I said, I wrote a poem. Can I do that instead? Mm. And that's how... I got out of that. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to sing a solo. I'm not, you know, I like to sing in the background. But that's how that developed. And then, you know, they would have, you know, Easter plays or, you know, whatever holiday, Christmas plays. And I was always in it. And I was fine with that. I'm fine, even until this day, John. Hmm. I'm fine as long as I don't have to be me. If oh, you ask okay. me to be me in front of, an audience. Yeah, then I get nervous again. Okay. So so am I making you nervous by coming on today? Well, no, this is a conversation. Okay. Good. Um, not a performance. Good. So yes, yes. This, this is, is a conversation. And um I, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated. So I would love to know, Star, what inspires you creatively? Because you do so many things. You write, you're you're you you are musical, you act. What inspires you? Nature and people. Hmm. I've always, always, always been a very spiritual being. Mm -hmm. 
a very, very spiritual driven person. And I made connections with people spiritually. I didn't realize that's what it was, but I would be drawn to certain people for certain reasons. I could, it was like, I could see the light in them. Yeah. Or I could see, you know, all they need is a hug, mm. you know, or things like that. And I was always very in tune with nature. I, I'm an animal lover. <laughs> My brothers and sisters like, you always love animals. I, you know, I'm looking at the earthworms and I'm like, oh, look at, you know, and I'm just so sappy. And, <laughs> but those are my inspirations yeah. because I really feel like we are one, you know, everyone was created to be something special or to, they have something to give or to offer. And that's what makes us this beautiful place and this beautiful planet. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I love that you're coming on uh, today to share that. And, you know, the, the cool thing about a, a medium like this is that you never know who's listening, right? Someone out there in different parts of the world or different parts of the country who may be touched by what you're saying right now. And I, I think that's really, I mean, I, I love that. I love that reminder that we're connected and uh, that you get inspired by people, by nature. Um, so let's tie that back into your performative work. So you've, you've done quite a bit of acting and uh, what got you into, so there was a period in which you were singing in a choir uh, I think you mentioned that you had a little bit of um, disconnect with that, with some, uh, you know, with some negative experiences. But what got you back on track? What got you back um, performing? So, as I said, I manipulated my way into people's heart mm -hmm. with my writing, my mm -hmm. poetry, and you know, I would write Christian poetry at a very young age. And then I would quote unquote perform that. Oh. And then uh and then as I grew older, I started writing plays. I started, you know, I, I you know, memorizing some of the poetry, which I still don't do very often. I'll write something and maybe make a video or do something with it, but I don't really memorize it. And I got into that much later. That's a whole nother topic. But I, I, I started writing plays and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm recognizing other people who had the acting artistic talent that could make you believe that they are who they say they are. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's, that's what acting is. I need to make you believe that I am who I say I am, mm -hmm. even though, you know, I'm not. <laughs> so that was kind of the segue into that whole acting thing. And then as I got into high school, I was in every play and every musical, except for one, for four years of high school. Wow. And it got to the point where everybody's like, well, I'm not even going to audition because we know you're going to get the part. And I'm like, that's not true. I may not be suited for the part. Yeah. And so it got to to that level. So you experience some level of jealousy there. And people can be cruel. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just can be. But I'm glad that you found your way back. Absolutely. To the stage. And it sounds like uh, you were a tour de force in high school. So uh, let's fill in the history after that. What happens after high school? Oh, my gosh. So then I did the whole college thing. And I started out, yeah, I'm going to be an actor. So I'm going to major in acting. Okay. And I go to Hofstra University in New York, and I'm just excited, and we're doing these acting classes. This is your first time in New York? This is my first time in New York, you know, and this is a huge transition because as I I'm from Benton Harbor, Michigan. It's very tiny, you know, and then I drive across the country to the East Coast, and I moved to New York City. Mm -hmm. And I'm just ecstatic. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to be this big star and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to storm Hollywood by, you know, and it didn't go like that. Okay. So I ended up not being able to finish at Hofstra because the out-of-state tuition was a killer. Yeah. And I ended up fighting to stay in college because I really wanted, and I changed my major because I'm like, you know what? I mean, I don't want to sound condescending, but I don't really need acting classes. I can Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Let me major in something that I can make money with while I pursue my acting. I was actually going to ask you, (laughs) because you had had already so much acting experience coming into school, um, I I was going to ask you, and it, it sounds like, I mean, how did you find being a, an acting major or a drama major in college? I know that's, I've had friends who, who love it. You know, they, they see it as an extension of what they've already built on and others who will say, you know what, I've been there, done that. I'm not feeling like it's, it's really um, adding much for me. So I, I'd love to hear what that experience was like for you. I loved it. And had I been able to stay I would have stuck with it. Okay. Because it was some it was the thing that I really wanted to do. Yeah. But I felt like my life was going in a different direction. Okay. That I needed to roll with it. Okay. And now I'm back in Michigan. Oh, and let's not forget, I I I moved out to California. Oh, okay. So well, uh, first of all, so you were at Hofstra. You, you said you changed majors. So wh- what did you change your major to? So I didn't change my major at Hofstra. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I was there. And after I came home for the summer, it that was when I was told, uh, yeah, newsflash, you're not going back. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. So that was a heartbreaker for mm. me. And so I said, I'm going to do this acting thing. I'm going to do this acting thing. So I had relatives in California mm-hmm. and I said, well, can I just go out there and, 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 you know, I hear that if I become a citizen, I can go to school for free and then I can still pursue my acting because I'll be out there where it's all happening. I went there. That's not what happened. Um, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't an L.A. fan. Okay. I, I just, it it's was a, very it's hard, right? It's a, it it's, was very it's a tough city. Yeah. And I didn't have any support. Mm, that's and hard. The one person that was there, Ernie Hudson, mm-hmm. who happens to be from the same town I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah. He 
knew I was there. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to help you as best I can. And I, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I bailed. I jumped ship. And he called me right after I got my plane ticket to go back to Michigan. And he said, guess what? I've got some community theater for you with Marla Gibbs. And I said, uh, Ernie, I'm going home. Oh. <laughs> he said, I totally understand. Yeah. It's very hard out here. And I, yeah. di I just didn't, I didn't have family. Yeah. You know, I had family, but they were extended family. And that's a little bit different. It is. It is. So yeah. where did life take you next? I was determined to get my degree. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a pretty driven person when I mm, yes. do that, something. As, 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 you know, even though you and I have recently connected, I, I could tell that just from the start. If I commit to doing something, I just cannot rest until I do it. Yeah. I just can't. And I'm like, I'm going to get this degree. So I fight and fight and fight. And I go to community college, and then I finally end up at Michigan State. Okay. And that's where I graduated. But I majored in something totally different. Yeah, what did you end up majoring in? Social Science International Studies. Okay, and what made you decide to change from acting to, to that? Because it sounds like a 180 to me. It, it was. Because I just, I was like, I don't necessarily need to do acting to be that. Because... Mm -hmm. It's just me. Not that I can't learn. Everybody can learn. But I'm like, I really don't need to major in that. Let me major in something that I can make money in because I don't want to wait tables. Right. I want to have a real job that I can support myself and still pursue my acting. This is the bright-eyed, bushy-tail, rose-colored glasses that I wore. <laughs> and I had to take them off. Um, so, yeah. And, again, I chose that major because people mm -hmm. so there still is some sort of connection you know yeah yeah and what's cool is as you and i've talked about i mean acting ha and performing has still been a big part of your life throughout even though life took you in some very unexpected places so can you share with our listeners a little bit of the work that you've done because i i mean i'm consistently impressed with everything you do why are you so impressed <laughs> that's nice well, so, you know, in betwixt and in between, um, you know, I still kept writing poetry. Mm -hmm. Never stopped doing that because that was therapeutic for me. So most of my poetry is very personal. Mm -hmm. um, it reflects something or a moment that I was going through or, you know, something or other. Um, so I continue to do that. Uh my life was so colorful. I had so many crazy things happen to me that my college and high school buddies are like, oh my God, you should write a book. I'm like, I guess I could do that. So I actually started writing uh -huh. the book back in college. Mm -hmm. and I, to me, I wasn't writing a book. I was just doing a journal. Okay. That might turn into a book. So I started writing things down. At any rate, um, that and um, having graduated from college, but then finding myself a single parent and, you know, having to go back home was devastating to me. Mm -hmm. I was the person that wanted to see the world. 
I wanted, you know, there were certain places I wanted to go. And people would say, well, why do you want to go there? Because don't you want to see that? Don't you want to, you know, experience that? That was me. Mm. Anyway, I became the drama director for um, a church organization. Oh, wow. So I started writing plays for the youth. Okay. And having them perform and and um, acting coaching them. And mm-hmm. no, you had to do it this way. And I would always come up with some very interesting program that's different. Um, maybe one year we did a, a whole show and it was in mine. Did I know anything about mine? No. I just knew that you weren't supposed to talk. And we had to get, I had to get people to see the story with no words. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then um, I, I did, like, you know, variety shows where, you know, we created... Uh, one of my favorites, I have to tell you about this, you're going to love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. My favorite Christmas song is Carol of the Bells. hmm But my favorite version is that one of Percy Faith, the orchestra okay. director. And so I'm like, I'm going to un- incorporate this in our Christmas variety show. So I said, what we're going to do is we're going to lip sync it instrument lip sync it so i had all the youth and some adults wanted to participate and we made instruments cut them out of cardboard (laughs) you know drew the you know the intricate details of the instrument and all of that and then we pretended to be the orchestra nobody was playing but i really loved it because Everybody really got into it. You know, my violinists were viol, and everybody, and my brother even got into it, my oldest brother, because he was a professional drummer. So I let him be the drummer, and he's on the back. Nobody's playing anything. And I got to be Percy Faith. Wow. The orchestra director. So I did stuff like that to, to feed my hunger. Yeah. And then since then, you've done so many different things. I know you've done voiceover work you've done audiobooks you did a, a, a production for Netflix so can you share with our listeners maybe one of your favorite roles uh, <laughs> do you have one in particular that you really really enjoyed so yes you're gonna be surprised okay so I have two answers for that okay so, so my favorite voiceover role was for an audio book that I narrated for an author named uh, uh, Aaron Hollingsworth, mm-hmm. Twisted Steel, Tales of the Weird and Woeful. <laughs> I'm a horror fan. Ah, okay. I love horror. <laughs> and the irony is I was very scared when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And my parents took me to Universal Studios and that went out the window. I'm a horror fan. So his book was somewhat of a horror. And he said, you know, I want you to, to, to do whatever you want to do with these characters. I mean, make them come alive. So he had short stories with a witch and a vampire. And, you know, so I got to just do all these crazy character voices. And I just had a ball. So my favorite visual character is Lucy Van Pelt. Ah, Peanuts. I love Peanuts. And I got to play Lucy in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown in high school. Oh, that's awesome. 
And I must have done a good job because one of the administrators called me Lucy until I graduated. <laughs> Lady, that's not my name. <laughs> oh, there she is, Lucy. Who is that? That's I mean, not my You know name. what I love about your answer? It's just so different. I mean, you, you're talking about horror one end, peanuts on the I other. <laughs> I never thought about it, John, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> horror. I, I love it. It just shows the, the different sides of you. So start, share with our um, listeners, uh, you know, what goals and plans do you have for the future? So, um, wow. <laughs> now that I'm old, <laughs> I should say older. Um, I really don't want to do theater. It's mm -hmm. taxing. Um, and I have to be realistic. Unfortunately, I spent the majority of my active years being a statistical analyst, which is totally off the cuff. Um, and now I kind of like to stick with voiceovers, but my big dream is to do <laughs> a Pixar or Disney character. I love it. Let's put it out there. We're putting it out in the world. I, I want to be in a studio with the other people and I want to be behind the mic and I want to go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, love I, it. I just, I really want to do that. I loved Mel Blanc and oh, what yeah. he did. The talent, you know what I mean? It's yeah. phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, we, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I, I love that. That is a fantastic goal. And and for those of you who are watching the video, Star is in this wonderful looking studio. So I, I love the decor and uh, especially with the, the purple and the black and you got the purple rain shirt hanging in the back. I think that's awesome. Yes. Well, you know, Star, we, we have listeners uh, across many different uh, ages and different parts of the country, different parts of the world, actually. Um, what advice do you have those for those who are starting out who want to pursue a career in the arts or just to make it a part of their life? Know thyself. Mm. Know what you're capable of, what you want to do, what you're not capable of, and what you can become capable of because there's a difference in all of that yeah and and you you have to be driven you you can't quit and it's not going to happen like you think it's going to happen because as we've been talking today you could see how my life went this way and that way and this way and that way and i mean we haven't even scratched the surface yeah we may have to have you back on for another episode <laughs> No, they got to read the book. Ah, um, even better. <laughs> well, once you have the book, then we'll have you back on to talk about Oh, the, my about gosh. That. Now I'm going to be scared. <laughs> now we're talking about me. Well, in the meantime, Star, how can our listeners uh, learn more about you and all of your fantastic work? Okay. So I have a website, voiceofyou.com forward slash star underscore Ridley. Uh, Instagram is blackmermaid67. Twitter, even though I don't tweet, at Black Mermaid 67. Facebook is at Black Mermaid Lips. And YouTube is Star Ridley. Awesome. We're going to have all of that in the write-up at bemovingforward.com. Uh, Star, thank you so much. I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join me today and to share a little bit of your story with our listeners and inspire them to move forward. Yes, you must. Whatever it is you do, 
do it well and love what you do. Oh, I love that. Great parting wisdom. This is episode 397 with Star Ridley. Again, you can find the write-up at bemovingforward.com. We're going to have links to all of the information that Star has shared today at the write-up. Star, have a great one. I would love to have you back at some point. And uh, thank you again. Thanks, John. You're so sweet. (laughs) And moving forward, listeners, we'll be back next week with another episode. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.